hello everyone. Uh, hope you had a great Christmas and start to your new year. Uh, we we are back at it again with the weekly uploads. All being well, um, we're gonna we're gonna kick off uh, 2022's podcasts with um, the 40 year old virgin, which is not a new film by any means. Mm-hmm. It's not an old film. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of you know it's comfortably in the middle. It's mm. it was released. I, I get the feeling it was released in the time that I still feel like we're in the kind of two thousand and eight sort of thing. Right. Um. It feels like that was the quality that movies should still be at now, but they're not. Right. They're like half the quality. Yes. You can't laugh because they're not funny. There's no artistry. You know, but but the forty year old virgin, it just feels like it's from another time, but the time that we should be in. I hope right. I hope that makes sense. I hope that it does. Well. It does make sense. It it feels definitely detached from more modern values um, in in cinema today. But yeah, it, it feels modern enough that well that we can make a, a podcast episode about it and and relate to it in some way. Let's I mean, just... some of us more than others, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you you're one of the uh, the the archetypal Christian men who get married uh, before they're legally allowed to drink in America. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. While while I am uh, halfway there to becoming the the protagonist <laughs> of today's film, shall we say? Uh, right. Who who is Michael Scott? <laughs> Um, except they changed his name to Andy uh, because they didn't want to. <laughs> they didn't want to get a copyright claim from yeah. the the office. I don't know which one came out first. Yeah, I don't either. I may quickly I... Google that. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I am curious. It might have been 14. his first ever gig. Oh, it's I... a 2005 film, so I think it predates the Office US, yeah, but not the Office UK. I think. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, when I have watched it, I've yeah, all I can see is Michael Scott, um, but younger. So yeah, it's cool. Obviously, I mean, Steve Carell's just a comedic genius, and the <laughs> he, it's this awkward thing of with this movie, as we've kind of already said, there's a sense of it's so close to our time where a lot of it's funny and relatable, but. Already, so much has changed between two thousand and five. Oh yeah, man. And and now, particularly in sexual politics and and, and views, um, mm. you know that. What I will first start out with is um, the idea of sexual integrity. I love that this film held on to that, and I was very surprised actually the first time I watched this that it promoted that sense of sexual integrity. Even oh yeah, it is a very humorous film, and you'd think that it would. The amount of um, jokes that were related towards him being a virgin, you'd think there would be some sort of like big punchline to it at the end. But no, there there was this great sense of holding on to that um, strong value of sexual integrity mm. and and being in love, and you know the most common kind of well known Christian thing. Which is interesting, just when people have found out, that's, I've genuinely been asked, like, after people have found out that I'm a Christian, they're like, 
have you had sex? I'm like, dude, <laughs> is that the is that the only thing you want to ask me right yeah. now? And is that the first thing that you right. that you ask people generally speaking? <laughs> yeah, that's or it. is it or is it only <laughs> after you find out that they're religious? Right. Exactly. And <laughs> I mean, it, sh- it shows there's there's a massive stigma to it. So, oh, yeah. Um, well, th- this is what I, th- what I think is is the, the core interesting thing. Oh, man. Way to sound smart, Josh. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, the core appeal of the 40-year-old virgin, I think, is that it begins with this element of irony to it, of humor, of poking fun at the concept because the concept is meant to seem laughable to its audience of right. someone who manages to get that late in life without ever getting laid. <laughs> and and that, oh man, you must be a total loser, right? But then mm. it passes through that into sincerity. It makes yeah. it, it it makes the audience follow the argument through to its logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, sure, maybe he hasn't hooked up with people in the past and been on all of these kind of quote unquote adventures, but this kind of the negative depiction that we get of this sort of um, uh, like unrestrained sexuality, I suppose of just being able to, you know, sleep with whoever Mm -hmm. uh, and for there to be no consequences that whole lifestyle gets absolutely ripped to shreds by the film. Right. Um, all of these guys, uh, so the the premise, of course, for those who don't know, because we have a habit of getting five minutes in before we actually talk about the plot. <laughs> Correct. Um, yes. The plot follows Michael Scott. I mean, Andy. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Michael um, Scarn, Prison Mike. Michael Scarn. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and Steve Carell. There we go. We follow yeah, we Steve Carell, who plays Andy, um, who plays Steve Carell, um, <laughs> and um, he he has gone forty years without uh, having sex, and his co-workers find out about this. Um, he's been working with them for years, and they don't really know him. They just kind of exchange pleasantries, but then there's a point where they get to know him, and they are determined to get him uh, to sleep with someone. And their whole idea is because their their worldview functions on the importance of being able to have sex with whoever, whenever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that sense of pride that comes with it. And of course, a uh, little little bit of healthy misogyny, right. um, <laughs> because it was two thousand and five, um, and yeah. that kind of stuff could still be portrayed in cinema without people thinking that it was you know, genuinely making people misogynistic. Right. Um, because as I say, it, it portrays that worldview in a very negative light. Initially, um, because of the drive of the narrative being he has to hook up with someone, uh, the audience kind of pulled into this idea that it's a good thing for him mm-hmm. to now find someone that he can sleep with um, and he won't be a virgin anymore and that'll be great right because it's like he's finally become a man um and it it takes us through that fully before we arrive at as you say this message of sexual integrity uh before we get that return to sincerity so that the audience can kind of work through the argument i, I don't know if if that makes sense 
Completely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, it's... So that it's not just, you know, it's not just the pure flicks version where it's like, <laughs> I'm the 40-year-old virgin because I fear the Lord and right. sex is bad. Um, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't do that approach. It shows you what the flaws are in trying to get laid all the right. time. Um, and, and then it shows course, the fruit col- of, yeah, of, yeah, like, of the actual sexual integrity. You know, he falls in love. He finds the there's actually a lot of benefits to this relationship. Yeah, there's growth yeah. in it. Um, and yeah, and I think that's where, as you said there, it returns to sincerity in that way. It reveals the the issue, but it also shows the resolution to it, um, yeah, which is yeah. lovely, you know, and even that scene where they eventually consummate and it's just like, oh yeah, this is, this is lovely. This is really nice. And it's like, it's such a funny like line and, and scene, but it's just like, even getting to that, it's like, oh yeah, cool. Like this is kind of the final bit of, I actually, I'm glad that I waited I'm glad yeah, that I, yeah. I have enjoyed it with the person that I want to cling to and spend the rest of my mm, life with. Mm. And I feel like a really cheesy youth pastor. Oh, totally. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, you know, any anyone yeah. listening to this who's grown up in church, you'll have, you'll have been to the, the yeah. youth session about purity. And, and that's something I wanted to get onto, kind of. It's like the, the film isn't really just about purity culture it explores different approaches to sexuality and sexual activity (laughs) and it shows like the guy that uh steve carell falls in love with um is someone who has been in an intimate relationship before and she has kids already and there's all of that that she sees as like baggage that has been brought into the relationship right but it kind of it gives this idea of redemption and grace that like actually just because you know you've let yourself down in the past or you've failed to live up to a certain standard of purity or morality and of course mm-hmm. like operating under biblical standards of purity it is incredibly difficult if very, not very difficult. nearly impossible you know to to Completely. live through life without making any sorts of mistakes um, right. And so it offers that idea that actually, if you're not like this absolute weirdo, um, <laughs> yeah. then there's a chance that, you know, you might have made mistakes and that actually, even despite those mistakes, there are people out there who can love you for you and right. unconditionally. Um, and so there's the idea, yeah, that actually uh, Andy is able to, I, I need to check the the uh other character's name is it Tr- andy trish? is able to love trish yes trish yeah. it's all coming back to me now <laughs> uh andy is able to love trish more genuinely because of the fact that he's never been in another intimate relationship right and that's that... the exact kind of love that she needs the most because of her previous experience so it kind of gives this complementary com- they complement Com- each other. Yeah. <laughs> Complementarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I get it's, you. it's late over here. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Yeah, completely. That that's it. It's you know, even relating it back to the comparison of say like a, a youth pastor teaching like the youth about this kind of thing. And the ways that this film conveys, you know, the 
as I've said before, the fruit and uh, the beauty of this kind of relationship, and particularly the the beauty of it being mended, is there is a and it's it's obvious for those Christians who who know the biblical text and you know have been in good conversation, but for those who are outside and see the stigma of like sex is bad, we hate it. It's like no, sex is a very beautiful and joyful thing, and. I've I've heard it compa- uh, be compared to fire, and that using the right context, it's great. It produces light, heat. You could even argue it creates a good atmosphere in terms of like a, a, a romantic atmosphere or stuff like that. Like it, fire has a lot of beauty and a lot of benefits, but used incorrectly, it can be very dangerous and can cause destruction. Mm. So I think the four-year-old version does this in a way, and in a very humorous and lighthearted tone but still conveys this idea of like the the loss of trying to pursue just anyone um and and women and people that you don't care about and it's so funny to see the way that uh steve (laughs) carell acts and approaches certain women throughout that film um it's it's (laughs) so funny the forceful way that he does it but yeah and then you compare that towards like the the beauty and the almost the wonderful complexity of two people, as in Genesis two it says, clinging together um, mm. for life and sharing in those like, although it may be an awkward um, past, although it may be a, a broken one and a hurtful one, the fact that they can come together uh, and remend that together and share that together, it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, and obviously, yeah, I, yeah. I I speak as a married man, and I know that there's there's a lot of growth, which is what I also appreciate about this film. It it indicates a lot of growth from his more, um, like childish kind of ways. It's hmm. it's interesting, right? <laughs> because back then, even in two thousand and five, the idea of him having action figures of women like Iron Man and Marvel. It was yeah. like, oh, that's immature. Nowadays, it'd be like... Oh, yeah, it's completely flipped, doesn't it? <laughs> right. And that just shows, like, obviously, the way Marvel is, like, basically taken over cinema at this point. You know, yeah, it's, it's a very yeah. different idea. But, I mean, the concept still stands by itself in terms well, of... Well, yeah, it's, I guess it's the idea that when, when they're looking at this idea of uh, virginity as being, uh, like, infantile, almost... That uh, it represents someone who hasn't yet come of age um, is is the idea. I think that's what's connected to it. Um, so that's shown through, like, ah, oh, well, he's never been able to properly grow up because he's not been in that sort of relationship. Um, so it implies that he's always going to be childish at heart and immature. Mm-hmm. But I- ironically it shows that there is a a maturity to him because he hasn't been fixated on sex. And and of course, his co-workers, um, played by Seth Rogen and the like, um, Mm -hmm. they are each shown to be immature in different ways because they can't understand how you'd be able to have a relationship with someone that wasn't primarily as well, like (laughs) built around sex. which is something that I think the the whole gimmick as well of um, Trish and Andy not being able to uh, have sex until the X 
date. I can't remember exactly which one, but like it's this it's on like twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh so yeah, the that being the uh restriction on it actually allowed them to become a lot their relationship became a lot deeper as a result. Right. Because it it was the uh, yeah, this idea of I suppose seeing sex as the consummation, as uh not the end goal, but like the kind of realization of their love for one another. Right. Uh, rather than the basis for it. Because of course, when it's the basis, it's like, well, when there isn't that physicality to it, what is actually there in, in the right. relationship? Exactly. So they're able to build a stronger foundation that arguably would lead to a much better marriage in the long run um, mm-hmm. than if it was based on something physical. Because of course, as Christians, we also believe the physical world is fleeting. So why would you want to base anything on something that's physical rather than mm-hmm. something that is, uh, well, I suppose not necessarily eternal because we're mortal, but you know right. the idea of thinking of the things that are beyond just our own lifespan. Mm-hmm. And of course, love being, you know, uh, one with God, like God right. is love. Any pure expression of love ultimately reflects some of God's character. Um, exactly. And as a result, love itself is an, an eternal thing. So right. why why cheapen love and make it something that's temporary and Completely. linked to the physical, you know? Yeah, spot on. Yeah, I was literally about to say that just expanding on like it's part love is part of God's holy character. It's one of his qualities that is eternal and exactly expand on that and while sex is a beautiful gift we can't honestly you can't 100 say we have to take a theological dive but based on what i've seen like sex is not an eternal thing but you know love compassion intimacy 100 yeah. always will be i've got a quick one if if you'd indulge me yeah absolutely <laughs> um so something else about the movie uh, I mentioned before about this idea of redemption um mm-hmm. and I I think as well there's an odd parallel with the biblical narrative um mm-hmm. in Hosea um yes. where the prophet Hosea um is asked by God to go and marry a prostitute I'm yep. not saying Trish is a prostitute <laughs> I have been in the situation before where I have used the story of Hosea and people have gotten the wrong end of the stick. I am yeah. not calling anyone listening to this podcast a prostitute. Please hear me out <laughs> to the end. Thank you. <laughs> so God asks Hosea to go and marry this prostitute. And the idea mm-hmm. is that initially uh, the children that are born out of that wedding are called like, not my son, not my loved one, not my child, you know? Um, and there's this negativity around it that because the prostitute has been with other men, that it is impossible for their marriage to bring anything good. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, the father will never be able to lay claim to his children because they were children of adultery. Mm -hmm. Um, and God turns that around by asking Hosea to then go to his wife and to love her despite all the ways that she has hurt him mm-hmm. and to say to the one that you called not my loved one you are my loved one to go to the one who you calls not my son you are my son and i am your father and mm-hmm. that was the way 
through Hosea that God chose to reveal himself to Israel, who were seen as an adulterous nation because they went after other gods. They weren't content to just believe in God. Um, Even though they'd seen God's provision, you know, he'd been a good husband to Israel, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. using that kind of marriage metaphor that the Bible employs. Yes. But Israel had been an unfaithful wife. Uh, And the idea that even through unfaithfulness, God can still turn around and say, actually, I'm choosing to call you my loved ones and to redeem you. That is the beauty of the gospel. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to the people that were once not my people, uh, as God said, and then made them his people again. Um, and, and, And so that's something that obviously the 40 year old version it's a comedy. <laughs> and, what? you know, yeah. but overall, its message is one that actually it doesn't matter what your path through life has been. It doesn't matter if you're a loser or if you're a playboy or if you're an adulteress or an adulterer. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what your history through life has been. Mm-hmm. Everyone can find a pure form of love. Uh, and there, there is room for redemption. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Um, so in some odd way, the 40 year old virgin manages to echo the Bible a lot better than, as I mentioned before, those pure <laughs> flicks, you know, oh, completely. That's it. God forbid a pastor <laughs> makes a purity culture movie. Oh, puke, puke. Well, I mean, spot on lad, spot on. I mean, at the end of the day, right? 40 year old virgin, it, it calls upon, I think a real and authentic, um, journey and concept where pure flicks uh no it's just not they're not i mean they have some interesting concepts i'll give them that 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 is for sure true what if movie but written by a pastor right instead of a screenwriter and then film and what if directed by the same pastor instead of a director and what if acted by the same pastor instead of an actual actor. It's disgusting. We're going to have to at least watch one pure uh, You know what? Film. We'll throw him a bone. We'll do God's Not Dead sometime. <laughs> Dawn. It's the, it's Dawn. the only, Why do you want the me only to suffer? pure flicks type film you have to have seen. You know, it's the only one. Why do you one. want me to suffer, man? I we don't have what. to suffer through it again. We could literally <laughs> record it right now. <sighs> Please, no. But to be fair, we can give it, as you said, we can give it a fair and objective analysis. Um, but this is already going on. No, way we too can't. Much. No, but I'm trying to be at least somewhat gentle <laughs> and kind, all right? <laughs> I'm trying to be compassionate. Oh, dear. But yes, so this is, this sounded like still a glorified version of a, a podcast you'd share with yeah. the, the youth group. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right. To all our listeners, please don't have sex. Ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you have you seen Mean Girls? I thought I thought you were gonna be like, have you had sex? I'm like, Brandon, that's a bit personal. Right. Uh, no, I haven't seen Mean right. Girls actually. I, I need to oh. see Mean Girls. Well, there's a scene from That was it. also uh, quite a personal question, I think you'll find. Asking me if it, I've seen Mean Girls. I don't know. It's a great we've movie. Only, we've only been close friends for a few years, Brandon. <laughs> Can't just drop the Mean Girls question on yeah, me. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Maybe, maybe I should have asked after we stopped recording. I apologize. <laughs> 
but there's a scene where the the coach literally says, "Right, don't have sex because it'll basically kill you." Then he's like, "Okay, take some condoms." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's kids... the uh, duplicity of uh, of culture. <laughs> right, we've gone on way too long. So thank you we for have. joining us, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you around.